Hello, awesomers. It's me. It's your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and we're doing it again. Uh, we're squeezing in a awesomers episode here in my daily grind. Uh, I tell you, a couple of years back, I could take naps and uh, could pontificate about various things. And uh, these days, it's just uh, much more of a grind. There's so many things happening in the world that are having a direct impact on our businesses particularly the businesses that are uh, logistics-driven, product-driven uh, sales businesses, right? So this would include anybody who's in the uh, private label business, anybody who does import-export, cross-border trade, all of these types of activities, moving goods from point A to point B, physical goods, these are uh, under stress, frankly. And those stressors are economic related primarily, right? Now there's lots of things that impact economics, um, politics, uh, geopolitics, which would be kind of the global politics. There are inflationary pressures, right? Cost uh, things, some of which are the result of geostrategic or other political issues. Uh, obviously the war in Ukraine is not helpful when it comes to inflation. And all of these little factors are playing a active role in my life, much to my chagrin. So I don't like paying attention to the news, but I am a reasonable, pragmatic person and understand that I have to pay close enough attention to the things that matter. I obviously need to track commodity prices for a number of categories, which are directly impactful to the raw materials cost of our products. Uh, if I have a supplier that shows up and says, hey, we've got a price increase, I wanna be able to track that price increase in a logical way, in a fair way, by the way, back to whatever the commodity underpinning of that price increase might be. So that there's not just some random margin grab by a supplier, but they say, gosh, you know, your, your product has X percent um, plastic in it. Uh, plastic is derived from oil. Oil prices go up. This is a reasonable uh, line of conversation. Doesn't mean you you acquiesce every time. Uh, there are different ways of handling kind of price inflationary pressures, but it does mean you have to be realistic because you cannot have suppliers take the brunt of every price increase forever. A lot of people would would tell you, well, I'm a good negotiator, or I'm super strong, or I wrote a, a clever email and tricked them into accepting this or that. But all of that is nonsense. It's all unsustainable. And it's largely a bunch of crap uh, that, that you hear uh, big talkers uh, putting out there without the, the reflection of reality. So the top buyers in the world, people who work for multi-billion dollar companies, they understand if legitimate costs go up, that we have to figure out how to either share or shift that burden. Shift would be, is there another material we can substitute instead of the, the commodity that's under pressure? Or is there another way to use a raw material that's, that gives us a higher yield on that raw material versus um, the current methodology that we're using now? Is there another place that we can do it that doesn't have the same pressure um, so all of these things are, are, you know, it's kind of a consuming uh, operation at this point. And 
And that's life, right? They, these are things uh, that sometimes get you. But the reason I bring all this up, and A, misery loves company, so welcome to the party. It's, it's you know, happening, uh, I think, globally to anybody who's paying attention. If you are not paying attention, um, you're in for a bunch of surprises. And I, I hate surprises. <laughs> I honestly hate surprises. I want to anticipate what's coming next. I want to think about what are the patterns that are happening now? Perhaps compare those to past patterns that I've seen before. That's where experience comes in. And how, do, how can I then navigate towards what I think the future is? And this, this really is an important message for each of you, uh, all the awesomers listening. If you're not paying attention to how much stock should I have? Because what if demand slows down? Uh, or how much stock should I have? Because what if prices go up, right? These are two competing questions. Uh, there may be other questions like, what are interest rates going to do? And what will that mean for my access to capital? Or what will that mean for my supplier's access to capital? And my current terms that I'm getting from the supplier? And what are those rates going to mean you know, for the future? So there's some hedging that you may say, well, gosh, I'm going to get a little bit more now because I got a proven seller. I've got, you know, kind of a track record and I can hedge my my future inflationary vision by buying at today's prices. The alternative argument to that is my current product may be end of life or maybe I have a product that's not quite proven yet. And as much as I want to kind of hedge today's pricing, I don't really know if it's going to sell well enough. And given the fact that, you know, numerically, statistically, we're heading for a recession, uh, that's both in the United States and globally, there's a high probability of demand reduction, right, at some point. It's not today, but it, it is going to eventually happen. Uh, that's how all curves go. Um, I want to remind everybody, especially if you're watching this on the, the uh, video version, we all see trends and we just assume those trends, whether they're going up or down, are going to last forever. But that's not actually how patterns work in the real world. Things go up and things go down, right? There's a cyclical aspect to every kind of economic pattern out there. Sometimes prices are higher, sometimes prices are lower. In aggregate, prices may go up, especially adjusted for inflation. But the reality is there's a lot of ebb and flow in between there. So you can't just kind of skip to the end of that line and assume that that is the future. You have to kind of balance some of these uh, facts into play. And that actually is probably a pretty good um, point uh, to remind you guys, I'm coming to England and I'm going to be doing a, um, a kind of a presentation or a talk on the 13th for um, one evening, so it's uh, in the evening, it's Scale for Etail is the event. So I think if you go to scaleforetail.com, you'll find their current events. So I'll be speaking on the 13th, and then on the 14th, I'm going to do a master class where we really, this is what I would consider kind of executive training. If you're a CEO, if you're a, uh, an executive uh, in e-commerce especially, but really it applies to service businesses, e-commerce businesses, this is how executives get level set. We're going to talk about what the point of systemic thinking is. We're going to talk about, you know, how you find your own personal why and how does that fit into the 
the real world of running your business or running your, your operations, whatever those may be. We're going to talk about how you build your strategic objective, right? And how that fits into the equation. And what is a strategic objective? And how do you evaluate that? And how do you measure it most of all? We're going to discuss the importance, the vital importance of understanding your company story and that your company story has value and that you, in fact, have a something special about your company. And for everybody going, well, there's nothing special about my company. I just sell this crap on Amazon. You're, you're wrong. There is something special about it. And we'll help give you uh, some process to uh, derive all these things. In fact, we're going to give you a process to find all these things how to build a system, how to find your why, how to build your strategic objective, how to find your company origin story, and even getting into some of the things like uh, key KPIs, key performance indicators, uh, many people are aware of, and defining and overcoming key frustrations. And another little fun bonus of what we think of as the perfect marketing department uh, for the, you know, kind of a traditional um, e-com or e-com service type of business. So, you know, if you are a self-appointed uh, galactic commander or CEO or managing director or whatever, but you actually would like some, some training from the real world, not from what I would consider the academic philosophy world, but the real world of hard knocks, this is kind of like a boot camp for that. So we're going to take all of today's events as I led off in this podcast, and we're going we're gonna to talk about how you can start to track these events and start to synthesize and bring lessons out of those events for yourself, for your own business, for your own context. And then we're going to talk about once you understand how today's events fit in, how do you get some of this basic boot camp thinking uh, underway. So this is something that uh, Empower is sending me over, uh, teaming up with Scale for Etail. And uh, so I'm, as usual, a volunteer there, but uh, whatever proceeds go uh, between those two entities, Scale for Retail, or Scale for Etail, excuse me, and Empowery. And the mission really is uh, to deliver something that I think will have a lasting impact for you, the uh, you know, executive or leader of your organization. And again, this is fine for, you know, if you have uh, people who work for you who are in executive leadership, none of this is about specifically having to be the founder, but it's all about what I think is the most important thing I can do, which is leaving a legacy of kind of lessons learned and experience. And all, all of you guys may now know the name Andrew uh, Jassy or Andy Jassy. He's the now CEO of Amazon, but before he was the the CEO or president of AWS. And one of his most famous quotes that I, I certainly appreciate is that there is no compression algorithm for experience. And that's true, right? You, you just can't compress experience, but you can have a Cliff Notes version, right? Because if you hear about experience and you have some processes to accelerate your experience aggregation, then you're going to have the opportunity to kind of skip some of the pain that the rest of us may have gone through, or perhaps that you've even gone through and you have yet to overcome. So anyway, I think it's going to be a really fun event. We're going to have a great time. Uh, I'll be spending you know, an awful lot of time uh, in the room. And I think there's even a dinner afterwards, uh, potentially. 
And I'm just going to, you know, I love coming to London and I love uh, hanging out with uh, awesomers. And, and uh, I certainly welcome you to go there as well. So uh, check that out. Um, scaleforetail.com. You can also go to Empowery and look at the, the events coming up for April uh, where I'll be. But um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think we're going to have a, a really good time. And I suspect, and, and I would um, be prepared to be called out on this if I'm wrong, but I suspect people are going to come out with both a, an appreciation for the content, which is like, oh, wow, that was amazing. But also, oh, my head hurts. This is going to be you know, a lot to really ingest and to um, kind of put into their business. But the, the, the walkaway materials or so-called takeaways are going to be things that you can rely on and refer back to. And I think that's what will be kind of a key difference for you. So anyway, awesomers, uh, pay attention to what's happening. Think about the context uh, of these happenings globally, whether it's pricing pressures, freight pressures, uh, geopolitics, et cetera. Think about those and think about how they might impact your business and your products in the future. And then assuming those uh, impacts are things that need to be uh, dealt with. In other words, it's not wildly positive. It might be negative. What are the alternatives? How can you strategically think about those alternatives? And I will uh, give you a free tip. Uh, if you go to empowery.com, we've got the uh, that platform up. And I put in a number of my data points that I collect on a you know day-to-day -day basis in those uh, in that particular uh, platform. So you'll find videos, articles, you'll find other things that I link to that I think are important to me. Maybe they're important to you, maybe they're not. It's really up to you, that's okay. But uh, as always, that's, uh, that's where you'll find most of my comments. So thanks again, everybody, I appreciate you. It's great to uh, see you here online and I hope I see you in person in, uh, in England. Talk soon, everybody, bye-bye.